Hi, everyone. Before we get to today's show, I just want to say thank you for the reviews. Most of you guys have been very sweet. We are taking your suggestions into account and implementing them into our show. However, change does take time. So please bear with us these next few weeks as we are revamping the next shows that are going to be coming up. And as always, thank you for listening to If I Go Missing. We tell the stories of those who are missing and their families. Everyone has a story. Some have resolutions, some don't. Regardless, everyone's story deserves to be told. This is If I Go Missing. I am your host, Megan, along with my co-host, Lynn. Together, we are going to be telling you the stories of missing people from around the world and Sometimes we even have their families on as guests for our show. We want to give the families a place to talk and have their story be heard. This is If I Go Missing. After listening to crime podcasts and watching Investigation Discovery like I do, I officially have a list of states that I refuse to live in. And, you know, with another story from Ohio for this week's episode, I have officially decided to add Ohio to my list. Although it was already pretty much there because I have heard so many stories coming out of Ohio. Okay. I've been there. It's a nice place. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Ohio. I don't mean to pick on you. (laughs) On the surface, Chillicothe, Ohio is the quintessential American town, but But Chillicothe has recently made national news for a string of murders and disappearances. With six women missing or dead, the community fears the worst. This is not the norm for Chillicothe. Four out of six have been found dead. Two remain missing. Welcome to small town America. Everyone knows everyone, but someone's got a secret. Six women have been killed or reported missing since May of 2014, which is a completely disproportionate figure for the town of less than 25,000 people. This town is located about 45 miles outside of Columbus, Ohio. It is believed that at least three of the missing or dead women from Chillicothe knew each other, mostly in passing and ran in the same social circles where unfortunately drugs and abuse were prevalent. On Mother's Day in 2015, Tiffany Sayer went missing. She was last seen walking home from work. Her family was devastated, but it was the girls they worried about. Tiffany was a single mother of two young little girls. The family kept telling the girls mommy's at work because what else can you say to two toddlers? Tiffany's case was the straw that broke the camel's back. She was the third missing woman at this point. Wanda Lemons and Charlotte Trejo and now Tiffany Sayer were all missing. While the bodies of Tamika Lynch, Shasta Himmelrich had already been found. County PD said enough is enough and assembled a task force to compare notes on the cases. There was just too much not to consider the possibility that these cases could be related. Upon looking at the cases closer, there was a pattern. All of the women were in their mid-20s to mid-30s and most of them were single mothers. Some of these ladies were even friends with each other and frequented the same places. Police at this point said that if you were to flat out come to them and ask them if they were officially dealing with a serial killer, they would be honest with you and say that they weren't sure, but they weren't ruling it out. Law enforcement was scrutinized from the beginning in this case, though. 
Tamika Lynch was 30 when she went missing and was not put into the law enforcement system as a missing person when her husband reported her missing on May 20th, 2014. Police publicly said on May 22nd, 2014, there was, quote, no reason to believe she's in any danger. Even though true at the time, based on what police knew, it did not matter when Tamika's body, clothed in only a pair of socks, was found in Paint Creek near Bainbridge by some kayakers two days later. The seeds of distrust had already been sown. As other women began to go missing, the distrust only deepened. Another of the missing was Charlotte Trejo, who was 27 years old, and she actually may have been with Tamika and was last heard from by her mother on May 3rd, 2014. While there would be other women reported missing who turned back up on their own or who were located by police, a fear settled in as months passed without word from Charlotte and no news on how Tamika ended up in Paint Creek. Then came Wanda Lemons. Wanda was 37 and was last seen November 4th, 2014. And it seems that she had vanished with even less of a trace than Charlotte. And after Wanda came a pregnant Shasta Himmelrich. She was 20 years old and was reported missing in December of 2014. Shasta was found drowned the next month. Her death ruled as a suicide. Then came Tiffany Sayer. She was 26 years old, reported missing May 2015, May of 2015, and found dead the next month in Highland County. Her death ruled a homicide. And finally, Timberly Clater. Timberly Clater was 38. She was found shot to death in May of 2015. Her body was left in the weeds in Masseyville. With the finding of Timberly, national media attention fled to the scene. As the story continued to grow around a series of missing women in the area, the local task force investigating the disappearance continued its work. The cases of the missing Chillicothe women have gone unsolved in central Ohio for more than two years, but investigators could be one step closer to solving the mystery. Chillicothe police have new information on the investigations into Charlotte Trejo Tamika Lynch, Tiffany Sayer, Timberly Clater, Wanda Lemons, and Shasta Himorik. Pictures of the missing women are still hanging by the Chillicothe Police Department as a reminder that the cases aren't closed. In fact, they're wide open. Dozens of tipsters out of state and local call the police office with new leads and they have been doing so ever since Investigation Discovery began to air their series, The Vanishing Women. More attention has been brought to the case, but with that also comes the rehashing of family's most painful memories. Angela Robinson, the mother of Tamika Lynch, is still living the nightmare. It's been hard for her to watch her daughter's tragedy all over again on the television series. Tamika's story didn't portray the daughter that she knew, but the exposure it's getting is helping to bring in new information, and for that, her mother is very grateful. Police now have new persons of interest and possible out-of-state investigations connected to Ross County. Agencies investigating the cases of six women still meet once a week, but even two years later, it isn't any easier for the families. With a case this expansive involving so many different women, several theories have emerged. A site called Ranker actually put together a list of the top three most prevalent theories of what has happened to these women. One of the theories it mentions is that the women were all victims of a human trafficking ring. Sex trafficking is actually among the main criminal issue plaguing Ohio, and the state is ranked fourth in the nation in the number of sex trafficking crimes reported. Wow. That's a shocking um, statistic. That's, um, 
that is right up there. We, de we definitely need um, some sort of task force or something. But the thing is, women who are taken for sex trafficking generally go. I mean, they, they take them and go somewhere. They don't keep them local. Yeah. And most of these women have been found, which is a rare thing for sex trafficking. Yeah, I'm kind of like you. I, I pretty much think that theory can be debunked. I think so, too. I think, um, sadly, that's getting kind of popular. And it gets a little blamed for things when we need to be looking at other facts yeah. and other possibilities. Mm -hmm. Not that that's not a possibility, but sometimes it's like, that's pretty prevalent. Let's try that one. Yeah. Well, locals also point out that there is a truck stop on the outskirts of Chillicothe, and it's an easy place for women to be snatched, especially considering many of the vanished women were sex workers. It's not hard to imagine that they were pulled into trafficking via their trade. Another prevalent theory, though, mentioned is that they could have fallen victim to a drug ring. One common link between the missing women is their drug addictions. Most of them were either currently using various illegal drugs or substances or had just gotten off of them after going through rehab and gotten clean. There's even some speculation, although it's not proven, but there's some speculation that the, some of the women may have even attended the same rehab facilities. Yeah, maybe that was the connection of getting those specific women. I don't know, but there is some connection. We're just not mm -hmm. finding it. And my question, too, is after the sixth, it just stopped? As far as I know, it's just stopped. Then there's a strong chance there is a definite connection between these women, and perhaps the rehab facility is the connection. Well, it's also possible that they could have used the same dealers. If so, their addictions may have gotten them in with some sort of people who would want to dispose of the women, and that would explain why several of them had excessive levels of drugs in their system at the time of their death. Yeah, that, yeah. That goes with that theory. The last theory is that of a serial killer. Most of the women's families are said to believe that this is the most likely explanation. And honestly, when I heard about Chillicothe six and saw six women dead and some vanished, and I said, I said immediate serial killer. Yeah, definitely. Until you add in the um, addictions and yeah. the blood levels, then it goes, uh, uh, screech, let's, let's hit the brakes and reevaluate. Yeah, I because mean, as much reason as there is for it to be a serial killer, there's enough reason for it not to be as well. Hopefully none of the, no one that does drugs, sells drugs, etc., etc. is listening. Those people's crazy. They, they don't have a respect of human life. If they did, they wouldn't be in the profession they're in. So that definitely becomes a, a real good possibility. The reason why the serial killer theory had so much plausibility behind it Again, stems back to the connections of the victims. The women all had unfortunate things in common, and we've already mentioned them earlier, such as the drugs and stuff like that, so there's no need to rehash it. Some of the women also had histories of physical and or sexual abuse, along with working as prostitutes to support their addictions. The possibility of a serial killer is a theory that's very much batted around, even by law enforcement. A recent development, though, is making a serial killer theory a little less likely but I still don't think it can be taken off the table as a possibility for sure yet. This development actually came after the murder of Timberly Clater. 38-year-old convicted sex offender Jason McCray ends up being charged with the murder of the May 15 shooting death of Timberly Clater. Police say McCray shot Clater three times in the head and then left her body next to an abandoned building in Masseyville about 50 miles south of the state capital of Columbus. 
From the beginning, authorities have said that Claytor's death was unconnected and that McCray wasn't a suspect in the other's death, yet still all of them are linked. All of their names are linked together, their photos are linked together, and all mm -hmm. of the press relief. Right. They're still linked together, but authorities are saying they're unconnected. Why are they labeled together as well? Why are they still, why are their flyers still shown with all of their faces together? Yeah, no, there's too much linking for them not to be some sort of linked. Well, it is proven, though, that he did kill Timberly Clater. Jessica Lowry was the prosecution's key witness testifying that she was a friend of Clater's, and she said that Clater, McCray, and herself, and some others had been partying together, drinking and doing some drugs overnight on May 28, 2015. In the early morning of May 29th, Lowry testified that McCray drove a carload of people to some nearby trails in southern Ross County. Then she said on the way back toward Chillicothe, he grew angry at Timberly for smoking the last bit of crack. And then Lowry said that the car slowed to a crawl in a gravel lot outside an abandoned building on rural Trago Creek Road in Masseyville. Clater opened the front passenger door to try and get out and McCray shot her. Lowry testified that after McCray killed Clater, he made Lowry and her friends drag the body to the grass near the building. Then she said they went back to the apartment and he put the gun into a black bag and threw it into a nearby creek. A passerby discovered Clater's body a little before noon, May 29th. Ross County Prosecutor Matthew Schmidt said she had been shot three times in the head with a 38 caliber handgun. He said DNA evidence links McCray to the murder. And finally, mid-2016, after just three hours of deliberation, a Ross County jury found Jason McCray guilty of the murder of Kimberly Clater. With one case solved, this really left a gaping hole in the serial killer theory. But it also makes me wonder if there was more than one killer and because of the similarities in lifestyle, Kimberly just became linked with these other women who were missing and found deceased in Chillicothe. Though police still don't necessarily believe that a single person is responsible for all of the women's fates, they have printed out all of the women's faces on a flyer and distributed it throughout Chillicothe in the hopes that someone will give them key tips to help them solve all of the cases. The Sheriff's Office and police request that anyone with information on the missing and slain women contact the Task Force hotline at 740-777-3463 or email findme at rosssheriff.com. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of If I Go Missing. I'm your host, Megan, and I write edit and produce all of these podcasts along with my co-host Linda Anderson and we just want to say thank you to each and every one of you who take your time to listen to our show. Hopefully we can bring justice to some families through this. If you have a case suggestion we are always open to them so reach out to us at if I go missing podcast on Instagram at Megan Noel pod on Twitter or email us at the Megan Noel. That's the M E G A N N O E L at gmail.com.